This week on Wealth Track, how COVID-19 is affecting retirement. With the trillions of dollars Congress is approving for various stimulus and emergency bills to get us through this pandemic and recession, I can only suspect that in the future, our individual income tax rates will probably go up. So if you ever thought you wanted to convert to a Roth IRA, taking advantage of these low tax rates through 2025 is a great time to gradually convert some of your IRA each year um, to a Roth IRA. Retirement benefits expert Mary Beth Franklin joins us this week on Consuelo Mack Wealth Track. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Funding provided by Morgan Le Fay Dreams Foundation, Clearbridge Investments, Miller Value Funds, Royce & Associates, Matthews Asia, First Eagle Investment Management, and Strategus Asset Management. Hello and welcome to this edition of Wealth Track. I'm Consuelo Mack. COVID-19 has affected just about every aspect of our lives. Our jobs, our health, our family and social interactions children's education, and leisure time. For a short while, it seemed to be wreaking havoc on the markets, too, ending the longest bull market in U.S. history and creating the shortest bear market ever. That terminated in the March 23rd lows, at which point it reversed course and rallied strongly. But what has it done to retirement prospects? Not surprisingly, it has hurt them. According to a survey of American workers with qualified retirement savings accounts, almost half 49% had experienced a reduction in work income through job loss or decrease in hours and or a pay cut. And workers who lost their jobs or experienced a drop in income due to the COVID-19 pandemic were at least twice as likely to take money from their qualified retirement savings accounts as those who weren't impacted. Retirement plans for older workers are particularly stressed. Not only do they have less time to make up any shortfalls, but seniors are more at risk from COVID-19 than younger people. So returning to work is more problematical. And according to the Urban Institute, the combined rate of the unemployment and underemployment for workers over 65 was 26% recently, much higher for those between 25 and 54 and the largest gap on record. How can we improve our retirement plans to withstand the current shock of this pandemic and future crises, which will inevitably occur. Well, joining us is one of WealthTrack's longstanding and most popular guests. Retirement expert Mary Beth Franklin is a certified financial planner, award-winning personal finance journalist, contributing editor at Investment News, and author of Maximizing Social Security Retirement Benefits. I began the interview by asking Franklin what the pandemic has revealed about the state of retirement planning in the U.S. The COVID-19 pandemic has cast a pretty harsh spotlight on the inadequacies of the American retirement system. And system's a bit of a a generous term. Uh, It's a bit of a patchwork, as you know, if you're lucky enough to have a full-time job and have a 401k at work or some sort of 
uh, similar savings plan, you're among about 50% of full-time American workers. The other 50% don't have access to a workplace savings plan. And the only thing they have is an IRA. And unfortunately, a lot of those people are lower income who simply can't afford to save for retirement. Now, the only guaranteed source of retirement most of us have is Social Security. And I think the pandemic has also highlighted the importance of guaranteed income like Social Security. So I think once we get beyond this health and economic crisis, I think our lawmakers are really going to have to take a look at uh, what do we do to make sure that all Americans have some sort of adequate retirement savings? And how do we strengthen the Social Security system, which we know for many people is the only source of retirement income they'll ever see? Here, here to all of the above. One of the things that you and I have talked about that the pandemic also revealed is the really horrible state of savings in this country. The fact that uh, you know people had just limited amounts of savings to carry them through uh, you know, even a, a short period of unemployment. Well, the Federal Reserve Board had uh, done a survey a while ago that said the many Americans would not even be able to come up with $400 in the event right. of an emergency. And we have to think back to the beginning of the pandemic. February, we were still in the biggest bull market we've seen in our lifetime, 11 years. Unemployment was at um, record lows. The economy was going gangbusters. And boom, the pandemic hit. And suddenly, within weeks, 40 million people were out of work. And so many of those people had no access to any kind of cash. And that's one of the reasons that Congress stepped in so quickly with its stimulus check of um, $1,200 for most American adults, uh, extra money for dependent children, and then also created this very generous unemployment benefit that in addition to state unemployment benefits would be an extra $600 a week. Now, frankly, uh, we are a consumer-driven economy. And right. the fact that our economy has continued is largely due to that generous unemployment benefits. But we could be in a very different economic situation if that extra $600 a week is allowed to lapse. What cohort of the population uh, has it turned out uh, is in pretty good shape as far as their retirement plans are concerned that's been revealed uh, in the pandemic? Well, the pandemic has certainly cast a, a, a broad blow across our economy and concerned about our health, but it has not affected everyone the same way. Uh, for example, a lot of retirees are in pretty good shape because they won't worried about losing a job because they won't working. And in many cases, they had Social Security and maybe they had a pension and uh, perhaps they had investments they were drawing down on. So a lot of retirees were in good shape. Um, younger people, the very youngest workers, uh, the millennials, this is probably a very scary time. It's the first big um, dip in the economy they have ever personally witnessed. But they have decades to recover. Now, a lot of them are moving back to their childhood bedrooms in their parents' basement, uh, but maybe they're saving on rent. 
through the next generation, the, the Gen Xers uh, in their middle age, mid-career, if they keep their jobs and continue to be able to save for retirement and with any luck with an employer match to their 401k, they're probably in good shape. For people in the hard hit industries like restaurants and retail and tourism and airlines, this is a really tough blow. So a lot of it comes down to whether you were working and in which industry you were working to determine how this is affecting you. One of the things I'm seeing that's very different from our previous experience with the Great Recession, 2007, 2008, 2009, that was also a very um, strong dip in the stock market, the economy, um, broad problems. People seem to have been more concerned about their investments during the mm -hmm. Great Recession. It seemed with the pandemic and the resulting recession, people were less focused on their investments and more concerned about the health of their families and their well-being. And just anecdotally speaking to financial advisors, generally the clients were saying, hey, you worry about the money, I'm worrying about my health and my family. So it is a very different environment than we saw 12 years ago. Put on your certified financial planner hat and advise us about you know when we should take funds out of our 401ks or our IRAs ahead of time um, and what some of the alternatives that we might consider instead uh, as far as uh, getting funds. Well, the key is your retirement savings are supposed to be long-term savings. And right. certainly it is your money. Um, and if you had no place else to turn, uh, that's you would probably have to tap that money. But I think what we're really seeing uh, as a result of the pandemic is the complete lack of liquidity. People seem to have forgotten this concept of emergency savings. Right. And when they can't come up with cash, they're often tapping into credit cards. And if they can't do that, maybe they're tapping into their retirement savings. I think going forward, the lessons we have learned here is there needs to be more emphasis on cash reserves, emergency savings, and overall financial literacy. Now, for the past two or three decades, our employers basically have taken on the role of providing our health insurance through work and increasingly our retirement savings plans through work. And so the emphasis has been on, on health and retirement savings, but there's been this gaping hole on general financial literacy, which unfortunately is not taught in our schools. So right. people get to the workforce, and while they can save long-term, they maybe not be very good about debt management and living beyond their means and not having cash reserves. I think you're going to see pressure going forward of more emphasis on financial wellness in the workplace because a, a worker who is undergoing financial stress is a distracted worker and is not good for productivity. And so the way employers have embraced retirement and health savings, I think you may see them expand into broader financial wellness. Let me ask you about a population that we haven't talked about, and that is the the kind of the pre-retirees that are close to retirement, that are still working, uh, that haven't claimed their Social Security benefits yet. Talk about uh, what the choices that face us 
uh, as pre-retirees. When do you claim your benefits early? Give us the pros and the cons. Right. Well, for those people who are near to retirement, they're actually quite vulnerable because the last thing you want to do is start retirement in a down market and have to withdraw from your retirement savings when it's a reduced nest egg because the more you withdraw from that, there won't be as much to bounce back later when the market bounces back. So the best thing people can do, if they can, is to continue working. And that does a lot of things. If I continue to work, I continue to have income come in through my paycheck. I'm deferring tapping those retirement savings, which also allows any investments that may have taken a dip to bounce back. Um, it also means if I work longer, those are fewer years in retirement that I'm going to have to rely on my savings. And if I delay collecting Social Security benefits, those benefits are going to be worth more later. Now, having said that, we don't always get the choice of when we retire or stop working. Right. People and the who pandemic is off, a perfect example of, of, you know, suddenly you're out of a job. Correct. Because uh, while millions of people have lost their jobs, the percentage of workers age 55 and older who have lost their jobs is much higher. And these people are also more vulnerable from a health standpoint. So even if they could continue working, they may choose not to because of concerns for their health. So what happens if, say, I'm 62 and I'm not going back to work? Now, maybe right. I had planned to collect Social Security at 66 or later, but suddenly I'm out of a job and I need money. I want people to be aware that Social Security is there for you. You have paid for it throughout your entire career through your FICA taxes. If you need the money, go ahead and take it. But you do need to be aware there may be some consequences, both for you and if you're married for your surviving spouse, if you predeceased your spouse. So the bottom line is you can collect Social Security benefits as early as age 62. But if you do collect them before your full retirement age, those benefits are going to be reduced. And if you collect reduced benefits and die first, then your surviving spouse is likely going to get a smaller survivor benefit. The other thing to say is um, if you need the money, go ahead and take it. And there are ways that you may be able to undo that decision uh, depending on how long you wait that could result in a bigger future Social Security benefit. And we're going to discuss actually claiming strategies for Social Security in great detail on another program. But the point being that if you're in a situation and you are 62 or older and you have decided not to claim Social Security benefits and suddenly you're in an emergency situation where you've lost your job, it's okay to do it, and there are ways, there are do-overs that you can rectify that situation if, in fact, you get employed again, and, right? So Correct. Don't, don't deny yourself <laughs> that That's right. Don't funds. penalize yourself. You know, the yeah. whole idea of making plans, like a retirement plan, is it, it's not set in stone. It's basically a plan, and you have to adjust as necessary to the circumstances. And I don't think on January 1st, 2020, any of us thought we would be in this situation. So situations change. Maybe your plans have to change, too. Don't beat yourself up about it.
Let me quickly take you through the CARES Act, uh, that the, the, the rules that have changed because of the CARES Act that was passed by Congress. Um, number one, your uh, required minimum distribution uh, for the year from your IRA. What's the, the rule now? This is a very big deal. People who, now this depends on your birthday, uh, 70 and a half plus or 72 plus, people who normally would be required to take a distribution from their retirement accounts each year, everyone gets a pass for 2020. That means if you don't need the money, you don't have to take the money out of your IRA, 401k, whatever retirement account. That means if you don't take out the money, you also don't have to pay taxes on that money. So there are a lot of wealthier retirees that say, don't have to take that money. That's just great. Now, here's a planning opportunity. Under normal rules, if you are subject to require minimum distribution, you have to take that money out and pay taxes on it. And only after that point, if you wanted to take out extra money and convert that traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, uh, you could only do it after you took the required minimum distribution. That would be a double tax hit. You'd have to pay taxes on your RMD and taxes on any amount you converted to a Roth IRA. Well, this year, since you don't have to take an RMD, this could be a great time to convert a portion of your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Yes, you have to pay income taxes on the converted amount, but you are now shifting those retirement savings into a tax-free pot of money in the future. And when you tap that money in the future tax-free, it could help you reduce not just your income taxes, but how much you pay for Medicare premiums. Because people over certain thresholds, which is 87,000 for single people and 174,000 for married couples, people whose income over those thresholds have to pay more for Medicare premiums each month. So this could be a great opportunity in 2020 to move some of your retirement savings into a tax-free Roth IRA to reduce your tax burden and Medicare premiums in the future. Another uh, CARES Act change, 401ks. You can take larger loans out of a 401k than we could previously, and, and how long does that last? Uh, the CARES Act uh, has basically doubled the amount of money you could borrow from your 401k. In the past, you could borrow up to 50%, no more than $50,000. That has been boosted up to $100,000. Now, some of the major 401k uh, plan administrators like Vanguard and Principal um, said only a very small fraction, less than 1% of people have taken advantage of taking out that full $100,000. Some people did that early in the pandemic thinking, let me take a bunch of cash out while I can. Um, they have up to three years to put that money back. And you just mentioned that the, the benefit of converting to a Roth IRA, uh, aside from the circumstance that you just mentioned, is, is there any other benefit to converting to a Roth IRA that wasn't available before the CARES Act? Well, one of the reasons converting to a Roth IRA makes sense is that right now we are probably experiencing the lowest individual income tax rates that I think we'll ever see in our lifetime. 
and those income tax rates under current law are due to expire at the end of 2025. With the trillions of dollars Congress is approving for various stimulus and emergency bills to get us through this pandemic and recession, I can only suspect that in the future, our individual income tax rates will probably go up. So if you right. ever thought you wanted to convert to a Roth IRA, taking advantage of these low tax rates through 2025 is a great time to gradually convert some of your IRA each year um, to a Roth IRA. Any crisis like this brings to the fore the, the need for some guaranteed income, and that's why people are so dependent upon Social Security, for instance. But there are other forms of guaranteed income, and one of them is annuities. So just talk about why many of us should consider uh, some sort of form of annuities that gives us guaranteed income for life, especially in retirement. You know, it's funny, with various surveys, if um, consumers are asked, would you like guaranteed monthly income for the rest of your life? Very high percentages say, yeah, sign me up. This is great. I want guaranteed income the rest of my life. If the same question is asked as, would you like to buy an annuity? Many of those people say, oh, no, I don't want to buy an annuity. It's expensive and high fees and it's confusing. An annuity basically means you give an insurance company either a chunk of money in a lump sum to pay out a monthly benefit for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live, or you can gradually contribute money to an annuity over time with the same concept. When you reach retirement or a specific age, you can be paid out a, a guaranteed amount of money. Now, the reasons you may want to consider an annuity is many of us no longer have access to a pension. That's essentially right. a pension is an annuity. Social Security is an annuity. With the dearth of traditional pensions for most workers and many future retirees, I like to talk to people about figuring out what your fixed costs are in retirement, those things you can't get away without you know, paying for, your, your health insurance, your taxes, your mortgage, your rent, your food, all those basic costs. And I'd like to say it's a great idea to cover those fixed costs with either guaranteed or predictable sources of income. If Social Security is not enough to cover it, you may want to consider taking some of your retirement savings and purchasing an annuity to make up the difference. You don't want to use all your money to buy an annuity right. because you're really locked in to that investment. You're not going to get your money back. Um, you do want to have other assets that you can rely on for discretionary income or emergencies or whatever. But I personally have several annuities knowing that between my Social Security and my annuities, my husband and I will have guaranteed source of income for the rest of our lives, no matter how long we live. That helps me sleep well at night. Now, a lot of people will say, well, it's so much more expensive than just investing your money in index funds. Well, yes, it's more expensive because part of an annuity is an insurance guarantee. That's the difference in price. Frankly, a lot of people hate annuities 
That's fine if they want to hate them. It helps me sleep at night. One other thing to keep in mind though, annuities, how much they pay out are tied to interest rates. Interest rates are at a historic low. The right. annuities I bought 10 years ago during the Great Recession, when I saw this great stock market dip and I was in my mid 50s and I said, gee, I don't want this to happen 10 years from now when I'm in my mid 60s and thinking about retirement. That's why I bought some annuities. The annuities I bought 10 years ago, someone cannot buy today at the current low interest rate. But there are other types of annuities that are more tied to stock market returns with a guaranteed floor. You do pay for these extra bells and whistles, but it is a way to create future guaranteed income. And they can be very complicated. You want to work with a trusted financial advisor who can guide you through what might be the appropriate product for your situation. One investment for a long-term diversified portfolio, again, in the context of retirement planning. Mary Beth, what would it be? I think for people who are concerned about possibly outliving their savings, they should talk to their financial advisor about purchasing some sort of annuity. If you're older, you may want to buy what they call an immediate annuity. You take a, a chunk of your savings, um, invest it all at once for guaranteed monthly income for the rest of your life. If you're younger, you may want to consider a deferred annuity. You um, invest some money now, maybe in your 50s, and you can continue to add to it so that when you're in retirement, you will have some guaranteed income. We'll leave it there. Mary Beth Franklin, thank you so much, as always, for joining us on WealthTrack. Thank you. At the close of every wealth track, we try to give you one suggestion to help you build and protect your wealth over the long term. This week's action point is be financially prepared for the unexpected. If COVID-19 has taught us anything, it is that stuff happens in life that can disrupt the best laid plans. Having emergency funds in the form of cash or easily liquidated securities, such as treasury bills, to tie you over for six months or more gives you options you might need when disaster strikes. It will also help you sleep at night. Next week, we tackle maximizing your Social Security benefits in part two of our interview with personal finance guru Mary Beth Franklin. Be prepared to take notes. In this week's extra feature, Franklin describes the personal and professional changes she is making in the wake of the global pandemic. In the meantime, please continue to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend and make the week ahead a healthy, profitable and productive one.